Welcome to Trolodron Behind the Scenes. I'm Chad Corey. Episode 23, More Questions and Answers. Well, hello and welcome again to another episode of Trolodron Behind the Scenes. I'm Chad Corey, and this is an ongoing podcast for those of you who are just joining in for the very first time, which I share on a monthly basis, talking about the behind-the-scenes information related to the world of Trolodron and all the various items and things connected to it, which we'll get into a little bit more in this particular episode. For those, again, who just are joining us for the very first time, you might want to take advantage of previous episodes where I share more of what has been in the works and some deals and things that you're not readily going to find or hear about uh, in the kind of present now at the time of this recording to kind of get a little bit more insight and information that way. Again, I feel a little bit more confident sharing that with you guys in this format because it's not readily going to get disseminated and sent out to the usual wider channels of information dispersal that have been used, like social media and other things like that, to get the word out there more rapidly. I want to kind of be mindful of uh, the various partners and things I'm working with, with these properties and things and titles and stuff, and I don't want to jump the gun on some stuff, but I also realize I can share some stuff kind of with you guys in more of a private quote-unquote setting, although I realize <laughs> the podcast aren't entirely entirely one-on-one privacy as far as their, their reach can go quite global and be around basically for, for, from now until the end of time, assuming that they're still available for download and listening to. So that being said, let me kind of get into what we're going to be doing today. I am going to be talking about some questions and answers. Uh, it's time again to kind of answer some of those on this particular episode. Usually I try and do that uh, my goal is to try and do it a couple times a year, uh, you know, two or three times a year to kind of get some things answered that are coming up or maybe some things that I'm hearing about online or other places I want to address on this venue as well in case people have the same questions. And let me just say too, if you have any questions or commentary or feedback or anything you want to share, please feel free to do so. You can send me an email at behind, that's B-E-H-I-N-D, at Chad Corey, that's C-H-A-D-C-O-R-R-I-E dot com. And I will do my best to respond to that either directly via email or um, actually answer them on this podcast or a combination of both. Now, sometimes if they're if you're asking me common questions that I get quite a lot of questions on, such as frequently asked questions, I would encourage you to check the website, chadcorey.com, and get your answers there. I might not readily answer those questions since I've pretty much already done it on the website. So do be aware of that. If I, don't, if I don't answer you right away or don't answer at all, that might be the reason why. Although I am happy to answer questions and get you know get receive feedback and information on things in general about this podcast and other things as well. And if you're able to just send me an email just generally sharing where you are getting this podcast or how you're getting this podcast, that would be great to know as well. I'm always interested to know where this is reaching how it's reaching people, and how people are kind of getting into it and what they're getting out of it. So it helps me to kind of get a better idea of who the audience is and what you guys might be interested in or would be interested in learning more about and try and make the podcast a little bit more tailored to those specific interests and uh, desires and needs, I guess you can say, of you, the listening audience. So it's not just me talking into a 
you know, a speaker staring at a blank wall or something, imagining people, I'm actually knowing who you are and where you are and that kind of fun stuff. And as I do with all episodes, I like to try and keep people informed what's going on with as far as pre-orders and things of that nature with various titles that I have. And for those who may be aware through other channels, other media outlets, we recently put out, and I say recently at the time of this recording, the book The Shadow Region, which is the newest volume in the ongoing saga that is the world of Trilodron. This is a particular standalone novel, so it is a great opportunity for people who maybe want to kind of try out the world setting, get a taste for what the, the writing's about. Be a good fun way to get people plugged into it initially on that front and go from there. Uh, it is also has some connections to the previous trilogy, but it's not so solid that you have to read the first you know set of books to understand this set. It's written to be self-contained. Obviously, if you read the trilogy previously, you're going to get some added bonuses and benefits to some background information to draw upon. But it's written in a way, like I said, that you don't really have to have the understanding previously to understand it. It's its own separate story. That said, it is done as far as uh, my work is involved. I still have to do some proofing on the final layout work, but we have the cover up and we have it available for pre-order now so you can get it pretty much, at least as far as I know, in America, maybe overseas as well, through all the usual suspects. So Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, uh, IndieBound, uh, all the various places. You can check it out, take advantage of it. It will also be a audiobook through recorded books, and it will be a digital ebook as well. So hopefully I can share more information about that in the near future. As far as I understand it, uh, at the present moment, you're only able to pre-order the print version. I don't know why they don't have the ebook up as well, but I think they said that takes more time to produce or put into the system or whatever. So if you are an ebook reader or an audiobook person, you might want to check back in a couple months and see if they've listed that information on the uh, screen. Otherwise, if you like traditional print, then you can certainly take advantage of that and do a pre-order for that as well. And finally, the box set for the Wizard King Trilogy is still available for pre-order, and we are getting very close to the initial release, which will be in September. It's still looking to be September 27th of this year, which is great. It's only a few weeks away now, as far as I reckon time, and it will be wonderful to have an opportunity to get that out into the shelves, into the stores again, and have something new for people to take advantage of right before the Christmas season, which is kind of why we planned it that way. It makes a great gift set as well. And I would encourage you still to take advantage of it. If you're interested, to please do a pre-order. Why am I asking or kind of stressing that so much? Because this sounds like, from my understanding, with working with uh, Dark Horse and other people, that they don't plan on doing a, um, an excessive amount of a print run, if that makes sense. So they're trying to keep it you know, pragmatically within the, the ballpark of what they know they have already get, gotten commitments for and kind of obviously plan a little more beyond that, so they have stuff to get us through Christmas and, and a little bit beyond. But I don't get the impression that this is something that we're going to do on an ongoing basis, at least at this point. Obviously, if it sells out really well and, and does really well, we'll probably do a reprint and do some other stuff in the future. But it sounds like this is more like a, a special type of thing, a limited edition, if you will. And so it might not be around for an indefinite period of time. So if this is something that you want to take advantage of, or maybe you know people that this would be a great gift for, or maybe would just like it for themselves, to buy it for themselves, do please encourage them to check it out and do put in a pre-order. That way we know for sure that you get a copy. Otherwise, like I said, there's no guarantee 
that we're going to do an immediate reprint or even a reprint in general once this has gone through. It might be like a, a one-and-done type of special edition type of thing. And given previously what happened when book one sold out during Christmas last year, I don't want people to be stranded, shall we say, without having access to a book or the box set in this case during the busiest shopping time of the year, at least in America and I believe probably the rest of the world as well. Because the print run at that point in time takes a little bit of time to get things cycled through. There's still some kinks and challenges that they're working out in the supply chain and, and other issues that kind of make it a little bit more challenging to get a faster turnaround on that. So again, if you want to take advantage of that, I encourage you to do so. It's called the Wizard King Trilogy box set and it is available, as far as I know at this point, everywhere the books are available. Even Target, Walmart, Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble, the usual suspects, independent stores should be able to order it. And you should be able to order it directly from comic shops as well. So plenty of options and opportunities to take advantage of that. And it is only going to be a print version. There's going to be no ebook version of this as far as I know. And I, obviously I don't think there's going to be an audio component to it, although there is talk of a possible audio box set. And if that happens, I will let you know. Otherwise, that's kind of the wrap-up for the updates on that. Now let's move into the questions and answers. Okay, one of the questions obviously tied into the box set here, we kind of piggyback on that, is will I be doing any type of promotion or events or anything for the box set's release? The answer is yes and no. Uh, basically with the box set release, I don't really see the advantage to do like a traditional signing type of tour like I've done for the previous three books. I mean, I really like to do that. I enjoy those. For those who know me in general, that's I really think those are fun and have some value, especially for the stores and the people who you meet at those stores. But given the box set situation, how it's set up, it makes it rather challenging for the stores to order in copies enough to make a, a signing justified. And given what I said earlier about us not having a, just a huge, massive supply at this moment in time of box sets, which we can kind of play around with and do some things with, I didn't really see an advantage there. And also, it's kind of challenging when you do a signing. How do you do it? Because if you're familiar with the box set, you have these books that are put into a slipcase, and then they are shrink-wrapped with uh, cellophane plastic and kind of secured that way. So if you do want to sign books or do anything with the books, you have to remove the plastic, and the plastic contains the sales information, the scan number, all that kind of stuff, and it also could possibly damage the book and end up having the book return. So you, it's kind of more challenging that way. So I can't really sign books that way for the box set and leave them behind. I would only be able to sign books for people that wanted to pick up a trilogy at that point in time and then have them be willing to take it out of the plastic after they bought it and sign it. So it's just, it's just more complicated, more challenging. And I, I didn't see it as being very beneficial at this time around. That said, I'm more than happy to sign box sets later on. If you guys take it you know, to a convention or a signing and stuff, I'm more than happy to do that for you. I just didn't see the benefit, like I said now, for doing that for regular bookstores. But on the other hand, I am going to be doing some signings uh, in the Minnesota area, at least, for, for Barnes & Noble for sure, of the original trilogy, the loose books. That I figured I could do. I could get some copies signed that way and allow people the option of, you know, you can get the same books here, they're signed, or you can get the box set and then get them signed later. At least give people some options that they can take advantage of and kind of increase the awareness and maybe the publicity 
around the release of the box set by having some extra signed copies available to maybe aid in the display or, or help the booksellers know about it and kind of spread some word of mouth stuff too. So that's the plan. I'll be sharing more about that in future episodes and on the website and stuff where I'm going and what I'm doing. But those will be more stock signings. I'm not going to be there meeting and greeting people to sign, although if you approach me, I probably would be willing to sign copies and things like that too, given the situation. But in general, it's going to be more like I kind of go in the store, sign copies, and, and kind of boogie out. Another question, do I have anything else going on this year as far as books and things? Well, i am kind of been talking about that on this podcast, so I'm not going to reiterate too much of that, but I will say I have been able to, and I do continue to share information on my website, chadcorey.com, about what is coming out and slated to come out, not just for this year, but at least, you know, the next couple years into the future. Now, now not all of that is going to be Trollodon-related product. Obviously, I'm doing other things and projects and things outside of that universe, but if you're interested in staying abreast of that, I would say that's a good place to check, and that's usually listed under the works page, and you can also sign up for the newsletter, which you can get a hold of on the website as well, and that I send out information and updates on on a fairly regular basis. It's not every month, it's not every week, it's sometimes not even every quarter, but it is, I don't try and spam you with it, but I do try and share things that are relevant and I think people would be interested in knowing about, and that includes trollodon related material. So those are two great ways to take advantage of getting some information and insight. And of course, you can also just follow along on social media. I'm at Chad, I mean, at Creator Chad, at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and you can take advantage of uh, updates and information that way as well. As far as new titles coming out, I think basically for this year, it's just going to be the box set. And then for next year, it's the uh, Shadow Region. I am looking to produce a short story collection myself through a self-publishing venture. Still trying to uh, situate myself with getting a decent distribution uh, arrangement in place for it. But that the book has been written, the collection is done. It's basically laid out and ready to go to press it just needs to find uh, you know, the right right distribution system and put in place to get that going. So the idea with that is to probably release it toward the latter portion of next year. But again, I'll keep you informed about that as well. And I have other projects I'm working on dealing with as well. Comic books, graphic novels, things of that nature. So yeah, there's always things going on. It's just I only share stuff when we get close to getting close to production or I feel confident that have a pretty good lock on something manifesting and, and moving forward. I don't want to say things and and then not have them materialize or, or have anything be validated on that front. Is there any more news or updates on the movie options? Well, yes and no. As I shared in the past, again, I can't get into too much information at this point in time because, uh, number one, I don't know it all, and number two, it wouldn't be appropriate for me to share things that are uh, entirely going on if it's you know kept in confidence when it's given to me. But from what I understand, it is still ongoing. There is still an interest with uh, Dark Horse Entertainment, who I've been working with in more of a, a shopping type of situation, to see, to test the waters and to see what might be out there, what's available for possible development uh, of the property. And when I say property, I mean the Wizard King trilogy. Um, basically, the last I heard, and again, I don't get much in the way of updates, and I don't try and bug them every day either. I just kind of periodically kind of check in and see what's going on but i've been told there's there's still a plan in place and things are moving toward that direction and we should probably have something to share 
I would hope relatively soon, and by soon I mean, you know, <laughs> in development speak, you know, a few months till the end of the year, maybe the first part of next year, I should be able to have a better idea of where things sit with that. The benefit is things are working more in my favor with the entertainment industry in general. They are finally getting over all the backlog of stuff that they had kind of gumming up the works there for the past couple of years for the, the COVID concerns going on. And we've been able to finally get beyond that now and now finally move into more of a positive, productive forward momentum. How about that? And that allows us to kind of move forward now at a, at a better speed and, and kind of get more eyeballs on things that we wouldn't really wouldn't be able to have done necessarily even just a, a few months ago. So that's positive. I like that direction. As far as what we're trying to do with it, I have been really rather clear. Again, not like in your face, kind of confrontational about it, but I've been rather clear that my preference would be to have it, again, have it, the proper I'm talking about, the Wizard King trilogy, be translated or adapted through a movie, a live-action movie. And that would be ideally a trilogy, you know, one movie for each book. Why that is is because I, I just don't think there is a strong enough reason to have the trilogy adapted into a like a, an ongoing television series, whether it's streaming or, or something else. My experience, uh, just watching what they've done in general with several different properties over the years now in that effort, has shown that it just is just not a good good option, good fit, especially for the Wizard King trilogy. Um, usually, what happens is for those who aren't familiar, because uh, a one book adaptation is not large enough. There's not enough in it to make it extend over a multiple episode production. Usually, the, you know, the episodes we're talking about are like an hour long or something like that, 40 minutes, whatever the case might be. You have to incorporate more material. And historically, unfortunately, when you start adding in people that don't have a vested interest in the story and don't know anything about the world setting or the characters or things of that, and they want to incorporate their own agenda, their own ideas, ideology, what have you, it usually ends up being something worse for the effort. And I'd rather not have that be the case with the Wizard King trilogy, especially when this is going to be probably, most likely, my first foray into media as far as something getting adapted. I, I don't want to have that be the first introduction to people, to you know who I am and who what, you know this property is in more particular, uh, and give that kind of that taste in their mouth. I'd rather have them have as pure and as official uh, adaptation as possible with the property and give people the, the chance to take advantage of that from the get-go and have that kind of, then they can make their own decision and, and judgments based on that rather than having it be this weird amalgam that isn't really something that the book is. Instead, it's something that, you know, the creators changed it into, shall we say. So yeah, I mean, that's plus the benefit is that I've, again, I've been watching this somewhat closely, seeing, you know, contrasting and comparing the different options and things and seeing how they do in the marketplace. And historically, at least by the time of this recording, you don't have as far of a reach with the streaming as you do with movies. Now, you people can poo-poo and say movies are a dying industry and da-da-da-da-da, but truth be told, movies still reach more people than streaming does, and you get more money from them, and you get, because you get not just the movie theaters, you also get DVD sales, then you also get it on cable, and you get all the money from the retreads on cable and the various channels that pick it up, and then, of course, you get all the 
assimilary rights, I believe that's how you say that, which includes the merchandising, the toys, action figures, you know, t-shirts, whatever else is tied into that. And as great as streaming might be on some ways and some levels, I have yet to see a really strong, concerted, healthy uh, sideline business as far as rights and things that tie into the properties that they've developed on streaming. The other challenge is that streaming is a limited audience. And as much as people say it's exciting, it's new. Yeah, but you're dealing with only people that subscribe. So if people are not subscribing to the service, they don't get access to that material. And at the time of this recording, the policy of the streaming channels has been to not release their content on DVDs. Now, there are a few exceptions, very few, but in general, they don't want to release it on DVDs because that defeats the whole purpose of their model, which is subscription-based. You have to buy the privilege of being able to watch it. And if you stop paying for that privilege, you no longer have access to the movies or shows that you've already paid to watch. So it's not really the best deal for the consumer. And like I said, I, I just want to reach as many people as possible with the movie, with this adaptation, this movie that we're trying to do. And that means, like I said, for me, doing the long, the old school movie format and, and all the stuff tied into it, DVDs, like I said, the, the cable releases and things like that, and then all the merchandise that can tie into that as well. Plus, with movies, you get a lot more advertisement, a lot more word of mouth. I mean, how many times have you seen commercials now for all the Marvel movies on television and stuff and Super Bowl commercials and things like that? And even just regular movies, how many times do you see commercials and things about them? You don't often see that about the streaming. You do get some, but that's usually online. You don't really see TV commercials. You don't really see, uh, you know, like the traditional advertisement and print and things. And there's so many crossover things that can be can be done. Now, again, there are exceptions to that in the streaming market that take place, and that I'm sure there'll be some more in the future, but I just have not been impressed yet uh, with that avenue of production. Not to say I will never go with it. I'm just saying at this point in time, I don't think that's a good fit for the Wizard King trilogy. So probably more long-winded answer than, than what people wanted to know, but I wanted to be a little bit more insightful on what I shared on that particular topic. And with that, I think we'll wrap up this particular episode of the podcast. Hopefully you found it enlightening and uh, beneficial to you. And again, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, feel free to send them my way. Otherwise, have a great rest of your day, week, month, whatever this is when you're listening to it. And we'll catch you again in the next episode. Thanks for listening. This podcast is copyright Chad Corey. All rights reserved.